Welcome to the Well Workplaces podcast, where we have authentic conversations with health and wellbeing leaders that are on a mission to inspire healthy change in the workplace. I'm your host, Tom Bosner, and today's episode is proudly brought to you by Pinnacle Health Group, Australia's leading corporate wellbeing provider, who are on a mission to deliver 5 million health experiences globally. G'day, everyone. Hope you're doing well. I'm just about to speak with Melanie Borg, who is a founder of The Good Move. And The Good Move is a platform, library of movement and exercise-based programs designed really for hybrid working or for remote workers. Uh, Melanie's also a physiotherapist by background and currently works in a more of a corporate role relating to insurance and injury management, I believe. I think really the theme for, for me, and I'm a physio as well, as you know, so you know how to keep yourself moving while working from home. Um, it's an important topic. I speak a lot with clients that are you know, struggling with their hybrid schedule. Um, and I feel like with the year that's started, there hasn't really been a ramp up. And I've had people say the same thing where we've just gotten into this year, 2023, and it's really just been fast paced from the get go. So with that, sometimes what happens is, and also in the second week of February, I believe it is the, the week where all the New Year's resolutions drop off. And we know that movement is good for us and also is probably always in the top three of uh, New Year's resolutions, it might be something like lose weight, uh, run a marathon, run 5Ks, get back into shape after a period of, you know, sedentary, uh, you know, and also the post-COVID kilos that we're still talking about with with individuals. So really interested to chat with Melanie today. We've been trying to tee this up, uh, this chat up for a while. I've rescheduled her, I feel like, too many times now because of my kids. Uh, but here we are, and I'm about to connect with her to talk about the good move and to talk about why she put this together in the year 20, late 2022. Um, if you haven't seen Melanie or heard about The Good Move, it's worth worth a look, especially for um, organisations that are looking for a simple uh, solution to encourage more movement and more exercise for their teams. And it's not necessarily about, you know, doing solid workouts. It's, it's really about trying to break up that sedentary uh, behaviors that we get easily into. So anyway, thanks for listening and uh, yeah, looking forward to connecting with Melanie. G'day Melanie, welcome to the show. Hey Tom, thanks so much for having me. Oh, good to have you on and great to get that that little laugh in before we got into the show. I'm like, I don't know if that's coming <laughs> into the recording, but anyway, here we are. Um, well, Melanie, let's talk about your business or your new business, The Good Move. And from my understanding, it was sort of late 2020 where you come up with the, I guess probably you didn't come up with the idea then, but you came up with the yeah. concept before that, but you finally launched it in late 2022. Tell us a little bit about the good move and what it's all about, because as you know, for our listeners on this show, they're really interested in learning about different workplace wellbeing strategies and naturally movements and exercise. You know, we're both physiotherapists and we know we, we probably get sick of ourselves talking about how good movement is for you. And a lot of people also get sick of that as well. But if we all know the benefits of um, physical well-being and how that interlinks with mental well-being and emotional well-being as well. So yeah, tell us a little bit about the good move. You've obviously come up with a with the concept and, and wanting to, to bring it out to the world. So yeah, tell us. Yeah, it's Tom. So yeah, you're correct. Um, the Good Move, we kind of formed over, I guess, probably through the years of COVID really. I myself, I'm physiotherapist by background and then worked um, on injury management, so an office-based employee. And it was really through my experience in working from home where I just saw this dramatic change to my move and step count on my Apple Watch. 
I'm a runner and so I am always looking at my watch for kilometers that love tracking all of that data. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't believe the incidental walking that would be involved with, you know, traveling to and from work or going for your lunch break at work, um, to and from meetings. So I really noticed a difference in my sedentary behavior um, whilst working from home. So throughout COVID, I was uh, doing some online classes for my running group. And the good move really formed when I kind of combined my injury management skills and my passion for Pilates to bring together something that would be really accessible for people to do, both working from home and in the office. So it's essentially short five-minute series that you can do from your office chair, from a desk at home. Um, There's mat sessions and standing sessions. And the concept is really to encourage movement throughout the day. So we know that, you know, you can have an eight-hour day at the desk and there's so many health risks associated with it. And the good move is there to essentially help provide move breaks, guide you through a quick series of movements and, uh, I guess, to give you that break both mentally and physically, but also enabling people to do it from office. So there's an office-friendly version, which I love because I know that, you know, sometimes you just spend that whole day at the desk um, and it just really breaks up that day. So that's where it formed um, and yet launched at the end of last year. Yeah, unreal. You've done a fair bit with the different concepts or the different avenues for either people or employers to, to jump onto this. Um, yeah, I found as well through working from home remotely, you know, hundred percent of during the last couple of years, um, yeah. gee, my like step count and my movements, um, was just like, what, like not that like step count, it does matter kind of like, it, it's a great measure of general activity, but anecdotally my step count when I was working from home and, and probably just like in a bit of a rut, I would say from a fitness point of view, I reckon I was only yeah. doing about 3000 to 4000. Um, when I was working at home and the gyms weren't open and then the difference for me, when I actually go to the office, which I now do three times a week, um, sometimes four, the difference is about eight to 9,000 for me. Um, so it's like, it's, it's quite a, quite a big difference. And also, um, and also the commute in, I ride the bike, my bike in as well. So that's like easy 20, um, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back or 30 minutes. So it's like a cheeky yeah. extra hour of exercise, um, purely from going to the office. Now I'm not saying everyone should go and ride a bike into the office, but just the difference mm. from like incidental, you know, moving around the, the, yeah. the office versus, um, sitting at home and getting a bit stuck in our, you know, stuck in our ways yeah. or our, our chairs. I mean, my biggest walk was probably to the fridge, um, <laughs> during COVID, to be honest. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think you know, um, just as you mentioned, that incidental walking from getting your lunch in the kitchen a few steps versus perhaps having to go out and buy something on um, whilst you're in the office. And the other part of it was really the makeshift setups that I saw from colleagues um, and from friends. Yeah. People working on their kitchen benches, um, people were coming up with so many creative concepts. But ergonomically, I know um, a lot of people suffered. So you know, for your back and your posture, it was all about, it's not about, you know, so much how you can sit so perfectly now. It's all about getting up and actually changing position and movement. Yeah. That's a really good point. Actually. It's, um, I was going to ask you a little bit about ergonomics because yeah, the COVID environment, like we saw, we had clients send us photos of ironing boards and laptops on ironing boards as their standing (laughs) desks. It's like, 
I was like, mate, whatever, whatever works for you, but it's not a yeah. term thing. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, the other one was obviously people were lying in, but like, this is, this is horrible and no one's doing it now, surely. Uh, but lying yeah. in bed or sitting in bed in long sitting with their laptop, um, and kind yeah. of going, yeah, that's look at, look at this. That's, this is, look yeah. at this pinnacle guys. Like this is, this is funny, but, um, be, beyond that, like we know, and your, your experience in the injury management space is, um, mm. is fairly, uh, fairly prolific, I guess. So with pot, like posture is talked about a fair bit. Um, how important is it? really or like is yeah. it even important um there's a lot of conjecture around that in the in the physio world for those uh, physio nerds that yeah. might be listening yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. and it's funny i um i'm growing up in la so i was always drilled into my head about posture and poise and everything like that so it's always been something that's been part of me and in pilates again you know through my training and and coaching mm. But it is interesting because you know many years ago a lot of physios would do these posture assessments and it would be let's recommend X, Y, and Z to correct all of the potentially different imbalances. But it really mm. is shifting to instead of trying to hold static, perfect posture all day, which is very difficult to do, um, let's change position. So having those move breaks enables your body to uh, change position, kind of get into more comfortable things because that can be really challenging. And often people will hold their neck so stiff um, when they're yeah. trying to kind of create a perfect posture. Uh, so yeah, my, my motto now is very much, there is no perfect posture. Your best posture is your next posture. Uh, so getting up and moving, even just having that short stand will just help you reset for sure. I love it. Yeah, that's good. And you, yeah. you might've heard there was an episode that we did with Limba Life. He's got what's called the world's healthiest desk. And interestingly enough, it's a, it's a desk that really moves, um, can be adjusted in so many ways, almost to the point of yep. sitting or kneeling on the floor. And, um, his, his whole thing was around, he's from New Zealand and quite into the research yep. around it. And he was saying exactly the same as you, which is, you know, your, your best posture is is your next posture and really that movement yep. or that variety of movement. I mean, our bodies are uh, designed, it's kind of like the whole thing of should I, you know, when people end up um, in bare feet over summer and or thongs and then they yeah. start getting sore, well, it's kind of like, well, you've spent your whole, uh, the rest of the year in, in these stable shoes or these stability type shoes and yeah. suddenly you've, um, yeah. you're now getting a bit sore. So I think for Naturally, for yeah. people that are sitting and working from home, yeah, the, the movement is the key and the frequency of that is probably another um, area to, to consider. So what when you chat with clients or through your yeah. program at The Good Move, if someone's got a whole day in front of them um, and yep. a, a lot of our clients now are doing a few days or two days in the office at least, yeah. um, they often say, when I'm at home, I really have to focus on like planning my yep. day and making sure that I'm not on back-to-back -back meetings mm. for three hours at a time. Do you, what do you recommend for to break yeah. up and to say, do those mini workouts that you've got all those mini movement breaks? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, on that, so in my experience of being a physio, um, I always found if I gave someone a whole sheet of exercises that was potentially going to take them an hour and a half to do, um, you'd see them at the next session and ask them and they'd have a really good look on their face. But, you know, if you said, this is your key thing I want you to work on, just a couple of moves, um, I found that yep. the clients really improved. So with the five-minute session, they're there to, they're a bit more, they're bite-sized, they're, they're uh, more appealing. If I was to say to someone, okay, I need you to do this throughout the day, it's less appealing. So it's not there, I guess, to replace 
your exercise. So if you go to the gym or if you ride your bike or if you're a, a runner, that's actually great. Continue to do that. But throughout your day, we want to avoid that eight-hour sedentary um, behavior. So my advice to people when I talk to them is about every person's day is different. So I would never say you've got to do it, you know, um, on the hour for every hour. But what I would do is look at your calendar and put some realistic goals in. So saying to yourself, okay, I've got a little break here. I'm going to pop it in and do a calendar reminder because once it comes up, that just gives you that alert um, and that feeling to do it. But the goal would really be to at least, yeah, you know, every hour, every second hour trying to to get some movement in, but also being realistic to your day. So you want to set yourself up for success. Um, and, you know, I think if you're trying to go too high, it's you're less likely to achieve it. But if you give yourself a really realistic goal, I think that's great. The other thing that you mentioned about these back-to-back meetings, um, I know with Microsoft and Outlook, one of the things that people are hoping, and I'm hearing more and more about this, is actually setting meetings either at five past or finishing five minutes before. Um, and it's a really great way to actually wrap everyone up and allow yourself so you're not having that back-to-back meeting. Um, I know that's a huge opportunity yeah. to have a brain break as well. <laughs> that's a that's a winner, that, that advice there on that five-minute yeah. early. You know that there's always that person, and maybe that's me, where it's like, you know, you're like, trying to wrap up and then, oh, I've got another thing that I need to talk about. And it's like, no, 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 let's, so yeah. that's, that's really smart just to go that, that fight. Yeah. We can all wrap up things a lot faster than we think. And sometimes sure. I think we're being over polite in those virtual yeah. meetings. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I like that. That's really cool. I'm wondering, um, Melanie, with the workouts and I guess the different, there's obviously different options for different body areas. Um, in the good movie, are there any workouts that are particularly popular that you've noticed relative to others as in are people wanting a neck you know a bit of a bit of neck action or upper body sort of movement before say doing something a bit more for their legs or or what's what's what are you saying there it's a yeah it's a really good question and it's interesting the the way it's categorized is um actually in the different options so you've got your office chair You've got a home chair, which I guess you can do a little bit more fancy things on without the wheels. Um, and then yep. you have a mat adding option. So I was actually quite curious to see what was going to be the most popular. Um, and everyone is loving the chair options. And I think it's because it gives you a piece of equipment. You can do a few, you know, fancier things with it. But also, um, like, you know, yeah, you get your mid-back moving, your thoracic. I, people love their mid-back um, extension. Mm. Because I know we're all sitting like this, <laughs> looking at our yeah. phones, uh, head down. So uh, that extension for for a lot of people is a huge winner. <laughs> um, yeah, especially for me yeah. as well. I love that feeling. So. <laughs> that's a ripper, isn't it? And I guess that's kind yeah. of the spot um, where like people might get a foam roller as well, um, or they oh, have yeah. maybe done that before, where they're kind of really opening up. But in the chair, like the, yeah. that's interesting. The chair is the most popular thing, but it makes sense because people are. Unfortunately, they are, you know, they are sitting for a fair bit. So they just need to work. Yeah. As you say, it's like small, small movements, but regularly is obviously the key. With that, with that middle back section as well, in the last um, week at our clinic at the wellness center, um, we've had, we, we've actually had some really acute um, episodes of people coming with that mid back issue. And, and yeah. when we ask them what's going on and, and, you know, kind of where, why you're kind of hobbling in and really flexed over. Um, 
they're, they're, some of them are on these big projects and it's coming to the end of the project. Mm-hmm. And so then you dive into it and the physios are kind of saying it's this like stress build up response. Yeah. And now suddenly, you know, they're staying up late working. Um, yeah. They're working towards a deadline and then it sort of hits them and they kind of like coming mm-hmm. in flexed over and we're kind of we're cool. seeing these yeah. people walk in and we're like, well, oh, my goodness. So really good example yeah. of like, you don't have to get sore. You don't have to get yourself in pain to then start moving. Actually, just keep it in your in your habit of meetings or habit of your day as well. For sure, yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that that mid back section is often not one that will do in other regular movements. So incorporating yeah. new rotations and extension, uh, it's not part of everyday life where we, um, yeah, perhaps extend that section. So it is really um beneficial for us. It can help you not know, unlock that spine. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. With, um, with your injury management sort of background and mm. in your current role, obviously through that, what people might refer to or know as like work cover, there's obviously physical injuries are often a bit of a, one of the main sources of work cover claims. Um, I'm wondering within this framework of the good move, naturally, this is like a preventative, um, approach to that. So you're helping people move through the programs and, and breaking things up, um, from a, like sort of data or research perspective into those those worker uh, compensation sort of um, mm. issues or claims. Is there anything that's really commonplace for the office demographic or the, yeah. I guess, white collar type people? Because um, these are the people that aren't necessarily in, you know, in the mines or they're not, you know, tradies where they're, they're falling off things. These are people that are more, you know, sedentary. Is there, yeah, is there anything common yeah. in that in that demographic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we see a lot of neck pain, a lot of low back pain, uh, sustained posture. and But the, the crazy thing at the moment is there's this huge, huge rise of stress and mental injury um, in workers' comp. And while this is a physical, the good move is a physical exercise, we know that also having um, movement breaks and breaks from your desk is really important stress. So uh, a lot of workplaces are investing heavily in how to improve mental health, stress, and of course, avoid burnout within their workplaces. Uh, so yeah. that's certainly something else for us to consider that, you know, we know that physical exercise can have a positive impact on mental health as well. Um, and, you know, in conjunction with other strategies, whether that be, you know, offering EAP, mindfulness, and, and a whole um, range of other mental health strategies, do you feel there's that element of incorporating the physical component and stepping away from the depths for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, massive, uh, massive research around the, yeah. f- the physical, uh, physical wellbeing, but being such a, having such a flow on effect to someone's mental uh, capacity, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Stress, the stress claims are, or the mental health type uh, injuries are certainly going up at a fairly solid rate. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I see it as I, I see the physical um, and obviously maybe perhaps being a bit biased, being a, a physiotherapist, but really we, we see clients where they're coming in with chronic type issues and um, the mental health, you can't just do the physical stuff without talking about the mental mm. health components and they, they really interrelate yep. and like clients come in and they'll do uh, programs with us that are physical based or, you know, regular workouts or regular yeah. Pilates and stuff. And, you know, what, what they say is this has been the best, best part of my day, or this yeah. is, this is helping me with all the other aspects of, of my yeah. life. And it's, it's, that's not whilst I'm giving you anecdotal, um, sort of, uh, examples. It's, it's, it's a genuine, 
genuine thing. And I think also maybe through the last couple of years, people are now starting to get into more fitness than they, than they were in the last two years where maybe they they were more stressed and, and seeing the benefits yeah. of that. Um, funnily enough, Melanie, this time of year, I think is the, I think it's the second year, second week of February, I think is when all the new year's resolutions start to drop off apparently. So yeah. like, we <laughs> we know that people always start the year and they're, it's, it's often yeah. like, I'm going to lose five kilos or I'm going to run a marathon or I'm going to, yeah. I don't know, like I'm going to be a, a militant with my meal planning, that kind of stuff. So mm. I, I guess probably the last, last question I have around this is, yep. is sort of a recommended movement. So we're talking about breaking up the day with your program, yep. the good move and, and seeing the, seeing the value in having regular movement breaks. Um, outside of that though, people should be moving and exercising at a certain rate. Um, given mm. your sort of expertise as a physio, you've got your yep. Pilates and your, um, you're a runner as well and yep. an ex-ballet, um, person. So you, you're probably quite a, quite a big, uh, big movie yourself. What, what are sort of the recommended uh, guidelines that if someone came to you and saw you, what, what would yeah. you be saying to, to keep their fitness? And obviously I'm not talking, not talking boot camps for new year's resolution. Yeah. I'm just talking sort of that, that, you know, a whole year, if someone could keep moving, what, what should, what yeah. should they be doing? For sure. And look, you know, the World Health Organization's activity guideline, you know, 150 to 300 minutes activity of moderate intensity, um, also recommending strength training. So I think, you know, getting, you know, your squat, um, using weights if you can, um, balancing it out with cardio, limiting sedentary work. The thing for me is do something that you like and you enjoy because then that way you're actually going to stick to it. So as you mentioned before about the New Year's resolution, um, if someone's doing a boot camp and they hate going there and it's just awful, they're not going to stick to it. There's going to be no compliance. But if you find something that you really enjoy um, or if there's a group that you're doing it with and you love being with those people, that community, I feel like that's my best advice to, to keep moving throughout the week. Set yourself those realistic goals and standards um, using mm. you know, the WHO guidelines as a, as, a, as a key. But being really, um, I guess, if you know that three days you're working from home and they're the days that you can get to the gym and they're a bit easier for you, know having that routine and sticking to those habits yeah love it i love it and you kind yeah. of how you're yeah, how you're approaching it is really kind of structuring a little bit more with your time as well so with yeah. your work day like like you say if you're working from from home it makes it a little bit easier to sort of get that maybe that 8 a.m yeah. session in rather than the the ridiculous sure. like 5 or 6 a.m like some people when they're going to the oh, office <laughs> yeah um, i'm <laughs> six o'clock and it's uh it, it's um, i'm that used to it now that I, i'm actually wide awake at five thirty, but anyway, yep. as as are my yeah. kids, which is another story. But anyway. Um yeah. Melody, that that was great. Thanks so much for sharing a little bit about the good move. It's definitely a great idea and great concept and definitely useful for a lot of people that are now working either still hundred percent remote or mostly uh hybrid in the the white collar type space. So Certainly for those that are interested, definitely check out The Good Move. And yeah, we'll connect through the show notes with all the other information. I believe there's a free trial as well through a seven-day trial um, that people can start just to add into their routine if they are struggling with, with having those set movement breaks. But Melanie, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tom. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another Well Workplaces podcast. 
If you've loved the show, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram and search Well Workplaces or my profile, Tom Bosner. If you would like to hear more about our exclusive events and more about the Well Workplaces community, feel free to email me directly at tom at wellworkplaces.com.au where I'd love you to tell me who I should interview in the future podcasts. This podcast is really built on community input and built on the aspiration of inspiring healthy change in every workplace. Thanks for listening.